welcome to Conversations About Life. Good morning, Roy and Connie, and thank you for being guest on the podcast. I'm not, I'm not hearing as well as I might. <laughs> okay. Are you able to hear me okay? Yeah, now I hear you. Okay. Uh, just let me know if you need me to speak up or anything. Okay. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being a part of Conversations About Life. And I'll introduce you a little bit. You are um, two retired school teachers from uh, Centerville, um, Missouri. And is that where you live, Centerville? Yes. Okay. Well, it's actually outside Centerville, about okay. seven miles. We out. don't want to look like city slickers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're... You're from St. Louis area, is that right? That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we retired yes. and went to Centerville. Okay. Uh, and we've lived several places in the United States, so. But St. Louis is pretty much Home our base. base. It's your base. Okay. So what took you to Centerville? How did you find that little place out there? <laughs> I don't really know. We were driving around, and we were in Kansas, and we were in uh, Oklahoma, and uh, we were through Missouri. Uh, gee, we were all over the place looking for where we should retire. We wanted to go where God wanted us to go. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you start thinking, maybe he's not listening. But he was. He was. He says, no. He kept saying, no. He kept saying, no. And you say, boy, you know, this really looks like a nice place. And he said, no. <laughs> so anyway, we were driving down Highway 72. And he says, this is it. And I looked and I says, what is it? There's a woods. There's nothing there. There's not even a driveway. But there was a for sale sign. There was a for sale sign. So there was a for sale sign and just some woods. (laughs) woods. So we uh, called the people up. And uh, from then on, we, uh, we bought that land. We built a house. Well, no, wait a minute. We, we were looking for someone to build a house for us. Yes. And Roy Three found, that's our son, found um, this guy that builds things on the Internet. Okay. And so he sent us his card, and on his card it says, Jesus still saves. So we knew that was our builder. <laughs> okay. He's the one. And he and his son, who was 16 at the time, and his brother built that house, all just the three of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so do you enjoy it? put in a well, put in a septic system. And... Do you enjoy it out there in Centerville? Oh, or? very much so. Very yeah. much so. Um, it, it's very peaceful in the woods, for one thing, you know, and, and so we really enjoy that. But we were going to visit around the churches. There's several churches in the area, but we went to... Um, Centerville First Baptist. That's the first one we were going to visit, so we went and there. It was the idea. If if this isn't it, you know, we'll we'll look around. We're just stopping in, but and they people, greeted us so well. They welcomed us, and and we just <laughs> and they we were never ready to go put us right else. to work. <laughs> and actually, what was it? It was just not that long. I was the Sunday school teacher for the uh, <laughs> old time adults, <laughs> and you were the Sunday school teacher for the old time. <laughs> Ladies. And we're still teaching Sunday. Yeah, we're still teaching. <laughs> yeah. So when you were teaching in in St. Louis, you were teaching like elementary kids or high school or who were you teaching? I started out 
teaching the fifth grade. I kind of liked the fifth grade. My lovely wife was teaching kindergarten, but actually she was teaching a combined third and fourth grade when we did our student teaching. But I like I like the kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Kindergarten first and second I did for what twenty years. Yeah. But so then I, but then we went into special ed. Well, our before that, Pastor Robinson called us and said he wanted to start a school. And I said, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know we started, uh, actually, we taught two years at a Christian school. In Arizona, in where Arizona, we went to school. Phoenix. And then we... Uh, you have to understand that we got married very young and, and were married <laughs> for 10 years and had four kids. Before we went to before we went to school, yeah. So okay. so then we went to school out to the Arizona Southwestern 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 Baptist. Bible School, uh-huh. and it was a and, conservative Baptist church. Okay, there are a lot of different Baptist churches. I mean, uh, denominations. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And but, to get our teaching certificate, we had to go to Arizona State. So we had to go over to Arizona State and, and Tempe, I, th- which I think is... we probably got the last the last year of the lifetime teaching certificates yes. from Arizona. They okay. don't do that anymore. So you were teaching mainly in, in Christian schools then rather than like public schools? Yeah, we started out in public school. Okay. I mean, he taught a couple of years in public school, but then we went to Christian school. And um, then you know, when we there's, came back to Missouri, we we started the Christian school in in the church that we had gone to before. Okay. So for what sixteen years, mm-hmm. we taught in the in the and we it was it was a small school. We went from kindergarten through high school, and we had like I think our highest was about fifty, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we had like thirty. You know, so yeah. it was a very small school. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know the the pay of a public school compared to a Christian school is just, you know, you get about one-fourth of your pay. In a Christian but, school? Yeah. Oh, okay. But There's God some... makes things work out. So we had no problems. <laughs> so we bought a house in uh, Overland. Yeah. And... yeah, God God has been so good to us. He supplied <laughs> everything we needed. You know, yeah. So. How, how did you two? He sure takes care of us. How did you two meet each other? We went to high school together. Oh, did you? In St. Louis? In, yeah. Yes, in Overland at Rittner. Actually, he went to Rittner when he he came through, up through Rittner. You know, we went to Rittner High School, and then when he was in special ed after we after our after our school closed, our Christian school closed, we went into. Um, special ed and so he ended up teaching in the same junior high school that he went to when he was a kid yeah okay so you met each other in school Uh Um, how did you all get started in in your Christianity and you know knowing God was that before you met or after or how did that work out we both grew up in Christian homes okay we both went to church and and uh I got saved when I was six. So okay. I've been saved for 74 years. <laughs> a lot of good it did God. Look at I haven't done much yet. <laughs> Maybe I'll get God. <laughs> no. Well, 
I, I think we, we keep learning our whole life, yeah. you know, and if, if we've learned everything, then it's time to go home. You know, so. But I came forward, well, my father, I went home uh, after church. It was uh, Easter, and the preaching message finally got to me. I, you know, you grow up in a Christian home, and you're happy with uh, the churches and everything, and you just assume I got everything I need, but all of a sudden it dawned on me, I've never asked Jesus into my heart. So then I went home, talked to my dad. He was a deacon, so. <laughs> Did he preach? Yes. <laughs> oh, he, he preached to you like mad. <laughs> so he covered everything up one side, down the other. So then next Sunday I went back to church and went forward. And since I was only six, why well, the pastor cross-examined me like he wouldn't believe. And that didn't stop there because then when I got baptized, he had me up there in the baptismal pool and he's asking me all kind of questions and I'm answering all of those. So, so for anybody who's, who might be listening who's not familiar with the terminology like saved, <laughs> um, what do you... What do you mean, like in a nutshell, what do you mean by saved? What do we, you know, Christians mean by that? Oh, that means you accept Jesus Christ as uh, the one who died for your sins, and he was buried and he rose again, so we likewise can rise too and be one day in heaven. So he's gone back to heaven. He came, it was promised all through the Bible, he came to... uh, live on earth the, in a body as a person and to show you how you should live. And then he died as a person. And paid And birth. he was buried. He was absolutely dead. But he rose again. And we too. But he died to rose. pay for our sins. He I died think. to pay for our sins. So. Okay. Now, one day, whenever... When God's through with me here on earth, I will die and uh, go to be with him in heaven. Have you heard that song, A Winner Either Way? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, there's a girl in our church that sings that. Okay. And uh, she says, whether I die and go to be with the Lord or whether he heals me here on earth and I serve him longer, I'm a winner either way. Okay. And so. we're going through... Um, Philippians, and that song just seems like it should be the, the, what would you call that? The background music. Yeah, for for Philippians. <laughs> On the movie. <laughs> You're going through Philippians, to, just the two of you, or in church, or? Oh, it's our Sunday school. I see we, Sunday school. They, with COVID coming in, mm-hmm. we our church meets for Sunday school all together, and mm-hmm. Roy and I teach it together. It's kind of like a tag team match. <laughs> As your dad said, that, that I'm what, the color commentator? And she's the. <laughs> I don't know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and just looking back over your lives, um, what were there any defining moments or any kind of life shaping events that have shaped you and kind of made you? who you are today or just really impacted your life? Well, I think you have to say when we got married and when each of the kids were born, we've got six kids, but I think, I think when, um, 
when we got out of service, he was in the army. Okay. When he got out of service and we came back to church and we started into church. And at that time we'd been married, what, eight years or so? And so, um, We got into, I guess it was my brother who invited us to church. Yes. And we went into church, and and Roy felt the call to, to um, oh, I don't know, first to go to college. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because when, when he first started thinking the Lord was calling him to go back to school, you know, I thought that's kind of crazy because we've been out of school for 10 years. <laughs> but um, he applied for his GI thing and found out he had four years oh, left. Wow. So we went, and um, I, I can't believe, we went to Arizona to look at this college, and, and we met the people, and we really liked it, and we really felt like this is the place. But we looked for housing, and we couldn't find anything, and we looked for a job for him, couldn't find anything. Came back home, and he said, well, do you feel like this is where we need to be in? I said, well, yeah, I really do, but I'm worried about it. And he says, let's go. And so we did. We went back. But, you know, in a week's time when we got back there, we had a house, he had a job, and we were registered in college. So, I mean, it just, God just worked everything out at the last minute. <laughs> so I, that was definitely a defining moment in our life. Your marriage. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and um, then... Um, we we went to school and we taught school there in Arizona but then when when our church back home called us back to to uh, start a school you know at first Roy didn't want to go he liked Arizona but it was nice <laughs> but he he felt like the Lord would have him do that and so we did we went back and 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 that was that changed our lives really you know we and then for 16 years we had the school and then when the I would say the pastor no longer wanted to have a school. Mm-hmm. I don't. There was a, there were some problems, but he. People were being arrested, whatnot, and charged with the thing. And and some, you know, we we would go to these conventions and they would talk about this parent. I mean, not parents, but the pastor and his wife ended up in jail in some of these places because pray for because them, of their. Know. There. And I don't and know. I think that weighed heavy on his heart. <laughs> and he was nearing retirement age too. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. It, it was just a really difficult time. And uh, uh, he he decided he definitely didn't want the school anymore. And so we left. And uh, that was that was hard. But then we got into um, special education. special education. In fact, the week. The week that we no longer had a job, I was offered a job working at St. Anne's uh, Habilitation Center for the summer. So uh, I went over there, and, and that's the first time I'd worked with handicapped kids. And that was a real experience. <laughs> these, were, these were really handicapped kids. I mean, some of them were, uh, had an age of like three months, but they might be 30 years old, you know, so... It was um, a, a difficult experience, but it was it was a good experience. And uh, after that, we went into um, um, special education. You you went first, and then I went, <laughs> and then I followed a year later. 
you know, if the sun is might be, if it's bothering your eyes or, or anything, we can just pick everything up and move over to the oh, shade. Oh, that's okay. okay. You're okay? It's okay. 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 Um, all right. And then, you, so you've had, you have six children, but mm-hmm. I think that you've, you know, you've lost uh, two of your children, yes. right? Yes. So did that, um, how did, like I, it's hard to imagine that, like how does that, does that change a person or how does, yes. what it, you know, how is that, you know? It, it definitely does and it, it's not something you ever get over. I mean, you've had some experience in your family um, with uh, your sister and, and right. her husband. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not something you ever get over. Uh, Judy, Judy was um, 30 years old. She was so active in Christian work. Was I, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. There was a, a Quaker group. Was that yeah. what they were? Quaker yeah. group asked she, her to come in and teach Sunday school to them. And you think, what? <laughs> She's nowhere near Quaker. <laughs> in fact, they had a, well, I don't know what you call it, a memorial for her, I guess. Yes. After she died, and, and uh, it was a different experience because we went in and everybody just sat there very quietly, and then people started speaking up and saying things. And, yeah. Um, and at the... Uh, Judy liked the uh, junior high-age kids, and <laughs> I was always surprised at that because I like the real little ones. I like the high school kids, but those middle they're they're difficult. But, but we went in there, and, and uh, one of the ladies was saying that... that Judy had volunteered to teach, and so they gave her this class, and then she said she felt really guilty about it because this was kind of a problem class, and people have had trouble with this class. So after Judy started teaching, she tiptoed in and peeked in the door, and she said they were all laying on their stomachs in a circle, you know, and with their heads all together, and and Judy was doing fine. So so she tiptoed back out again. But at her funeral, the... uh, Pastor at the time and his wife came uh, to the funeral, and uh, they were going to slip out. Uh, but the cars, the, well, <laughs> the Judy, place was full. Judy was working for Wild Oats at the time, and she was the the supervisor of the cashiers, and those were her people. Those were her kids, and uh, most of them were college students, and they, and they. A lot of more in literature, and that was her field. You know, she liked literature. And so uh, she says, well, tell me what you're reading, what, what you're assigned to read, and I'll read with you. And so, she, so they did. And uh, wh- like one girl told me, she said, that's the first time I ever got an A in literature. She said, that Judy read it with me and discussed it with me. And, and, and she said, it's the only time I ever got an A. So you said that, you, you know, you don't get over something like this. So, what do you mean by that? Is it is it like a sorrow you just carry with you? Is that kind of what you mean by not getting over it? Or yeah. yes, it's always in the back of your mind. And I see. Tears at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it's been yeah twenty years or oh, oh it's it been longer than what, that, hasn't it? Ninety nine. Since ninety nine. So yeah, and uh, and Sharon. She's the older daughter, and she she uh, had cancer for ten years. She fought that cancer, and and they put her on hospice more than once. And we thought she was dying. So this is the last time when they put her on hospice. I went out and spent a month with her, and 
and I fully expected her to, to come back, you know, I mean, hmm. to be okay again. Mm-hmm. But it, this this was the final time, and it, it was hard. I really, to... I really thought that it would be easier this time because, you know, you do your grieving beforehand because you know, that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. <laughs> no. It yeah. wasn't, no. But <laughs> you get into the thing with, you know, God, once he's done, then he takes you to heaven. Mm-hmm. And Judy had fulfilled what she was supposed to do, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sharon kept coming back. And but, but Sharon had takes some more years. Sharon and, had seven kids, and the last three weren't out of high school yet. And I mm-hmm. think that's really what she was holding on for. Mm-hmm. But um, but God kept giving her. And they but, have a bell at the uh, cancer place. So if you're cancer free, you ring the bell. And, ring, she, and she rang it twice, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to cry again. <laughs> but at her, she had a funeral service and then a memorial service, and in both of them, there were a lot of people that stood up and said, you know, if it hadn't been for Sharon, I wouldn't be here today. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, and how she helped them with stuff. So it, that was very comforting, knowing that, knowing that the girls are in heaven, you know, makes a tremendous difference. You know, right. So. I'm not super acquainted with death, like being around people at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being with like your daughter while she's in hospice and everything real close to the edge, uh, sounds like a couple of times. Um, does, um, did she experience, um, like I, I would hope that at, at the end when your, your body's just giving out that you experience God's presence and you, there's something there to comfort you when everything else is slipping away does that seem to be like um your daughter's experience or um she she planned her funeral her husband was there and i was there and and she told us what she wanted and she wanted to have that song um it's well with my soul she said she wanted she wanted their friends and especially her kids to know that she was okay it was Mm -hmm. well with her soul it was kind of funny though because the first words of that of that song are peace, peace like, a like a river. You mm-hmm. know that's how it starts out. So Radford went to the preacher and he said he wanted peace like a river. So of course they sang peace like a river and joy like a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> so he came out and he says they sang the wrong song. <laughs> but but that song was her too. You know uh-huh. she did have joy and and peace and. Mm-hmm. So um, she fought as hard as she could. She stayed as long as she could, you know, and she went through tremendous pain, but mm-hmm. but she was ready to go. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she had peace with it. So. I guess one of the things about, like, when you see death coming, um, uh-huh. you can prepare for it, whereas for uh-huh. a lot of people, there's no preparation. Uh-huh. So that, in a way, that is something... You know, kind of a type of blessing to be able to prepare, to be able to talk with people, and do. Um, I've kind of wondered about um, preparing for death. It seems like it makes you um, better equipped for life when mm-hmm. yes. things are kind of. So I don't know. Um, I guess that could involve a lot of things, like maybe 
messages, maybe planning a funeral, maybe um, just organizing all of your passwords and so somebody can find them and stuff. <laughs> do you guys, you know, was, do you have any thoughts about preparing for death, like anything that um, your daughter did or anything that um, you guys may... Well, I, I really think everybody should, you know, yeah. decide what they want and how they right. want it. and. Mm-hmm. I think anybody that, that um, is a child of God wants to, to leave a witness at their funeral for anybody, a friend or, mm. or family that don't know the Lord. So that, you know, I know that's what Sharon told Radford. She says, I'm, I want you to give the gospel at my funeral. And so he did, and Roy did, <laughs> and the preacher did. <laughs> so so yeah. it was good. Um, well, when it comes to, um, I guess I want to ask you all about your relationship with God and just what that is like. I guess one question might be, uh, what gives you confidence? Like, um, so our, so we believe in a God that we can't see or use any of our senses to experience, but, and yet, you know, there's this, um, confidence that we carry with us that you know this isn't just in our imagination but that there is a God so is there anything in particular um, that um, gives you confidence or I, or I might be asking just what is that spiritual connection to God like for you all or just any thoughts along those lines one of the things now you know you talk about you don't really know whether God's here or not or whatever but at an early age I uh, heard one of those messages where you, if you go into your closet and pray, and uh, I did, and I assumed I would stay there until I talked to God, and I did. I I talked to Him, and He answered. And I do think you feel the presence of God. Yeah, I mean, it's, He's still answering, uh-huh. you know. And I know there's other people who say, "Oh, well, I pray, but I've never uh, really. I can't say that." Well, you know, go into your closet. You know, spend some time in there. Take a sandwich with you if you need to. <laughs> spend the night. But uh, get a communication going with God. And, and you know, I, I really The Holy Spirit's with me. You know, just like driving down Highway 72. And he says, this is it. You know. <laughs> it was just fully in my mind. He said, this is it. And I says, what's it? You know. Of course, sometimes I do. I speak out. You know, I was teaching Sunday school one time, and I was going through some things, and uh, the Holy Spirit was saying, you know, mention this. I says, I will. And they says, you will what? And I says, oh, that was, I was, how do you explain that? <laughs> but I really think in, in Bible study, too, I mean, you've read the same verse several times, and all of a sudden, you see new insight. You know, it's right. something that you hadn't thought mm-hmm. about before. And uh, I don't know. Just, uh, you know, it, there's that old song about read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow. grow. And that's really the, the key, I think. You know, mm-hmm. read your Bible, pray every day. And, mm-hmm. and we've seen God work miracles, really, too. Mm-hmm. I mean... It, when we were in Bible school, you know, we didn't have much money, and uh, uh, 
But I mean, just the fact that he had four years left on the GI Bill when we decided, you know, God was calling us to go to school. I mean, that the timing was something. Yeah. But there were a lot of times when the kids would get sick or something would happen and a check would come in. You know, mm-hmm. nothing that we were expecting, it just would happen. And, and, uh, and that's, that's just God. So I got to uh, be a custodian at the uh, school where I later taught. And uh, that's kind of a thing, too. When, when they says, here's a new teacher, and this one teacher says, oh, no, he was here last year. I said, I was a custodian. I worked my way up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they paid me for eight hours if I cleaned up certain rooms. So I had a, a set of rooms that I cleaned, and it made no difference how long it took me. And that's what the guy said. You know, as long as they're perfectly clean, I don't care how long you take because you're going to college and I want to help you out and all that. So, yeah. So you got to them really fast sometimes. I got to, you know, three hours. I'd have everything all cleaned up and an eight-hour paycheck. And, you know. So. And then when we were going to ASU, he had, we had a, an AV class. And he really got into that. And we'd finish one project, and he says, oh, I think I'll try this project. And so he'd try and get that done. And then the teacher said, well, you're, for your next project, we'll do this one. And it'll be the same one he just did. So he's way ahead now. Yeah. Um, uh, I got a bunch of punches in my arm. <laughs> what, what's your, some of your favorite pastimes now? Um, what, you know, oh. just what do you enjoy when you're... I like to walk in the woods. Yes. I can't get him to walk in the woods too much yes. with me. But now I like to sit in my room. No. I <laughs> <laughs> but reading, reading. And we've started uh, on Wednesday night. They have us uh, teaching the Wednesday night service because we don't have a pastor at our church yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, minor we started prophets. in the Minor Prophets. I always wanted to teach the Minor Prophets. so. And that's been interesting. It is. So yeah. you get into the Minor Prophets. So we're just into number three at the moment. We get up every morning, usually about five. Sometimes he lets me sleep in until six, but usually about five. And I bring her coffee. And he brings me coffee. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we usually play some games on the computer, and then we get into our Sunday school class, and okay. we go over our Sunday school. And that has been really, that's been good for us. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it helps with teaching, too, to put some yeah. time into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, what yeah. kind of games do you like to play on the computer? Um, Sudoku and uh, <laughs> okay. what's the other one? Seven, Seven Little, little words, words and, and uh, uh, Jumble. <laughs> okay. And then I usually do a crossword. Okay. So. And they used to have the uh, uh, Arizona uh, Comics. Arizona Central Comics, well, they've kind of taken that off the air, so I don't get to see all the comics every morning. Okay. <laughs> so, as, you know, you mentioned reading. So have there been any um, books that have, like, really s- stood out or, like, impacted your life or um, that, you know, when you just think back and uh, that have really well, kind of... Pilgrim's Progress. Pilgrim's Progress. I always found fantastic, but now we've got this... Uh, movie. It's it's a cartooning type movie of Pilgrim's Progress. It's okay. two hours long. That we thought good. about sharing it at church, but nobody's going to sit for two hours. Okay. <laughs> you could break it up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the uh, 
Pilgrim Service. Yeah. <laughs> well, I go to the library a lot, and uh, one of the librarians was asking one of the other librarians, saying, "Well, what kind of what kind of books does she read?" And the librarian said, "She reads everything." Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like to read all kinds of stuff, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know Elizabeth Gouge. She's an uh, author. Okay, no. She's a really old one. I mean, it, okay. I don't even know if her books are in print anymore. Okay. But uh, um, I really like her books. I mean, they're... She write novels? Is that what she writes? Uh, yeah. I, okay. I guess you'd call it... Yeah, I think you'd call it a novel. You know, it's it's nonfiction. Okay. But uh, it's... Um, I think she's probably got a Catholic background. Okay. And some of some of her things are a little different than what I actually believe. But I mean, they're they're. It's just, it's really good. I mean, uh, basically, her characters, her good characters, <laughs> you know, have a have a great faith. They they have a lot of trust in the Lord. So, I mean, okay. they're not preachy at all, but they just they, yeah. It's just they're good books. Okay. As far as, and, and go ahead. The, we have at our library. They have the uh, used books that they're getting rid of, and some people come in and donate books to that, yeah. and they charge you just a dime a piece. So I'm all oh, for wow. that rather than trying to get them back on time. But they had Mennonite <laughs> books, so okay. somebody had a whole series on on Mennonite. So I like those stories. That's some, you know. And murder mysteries. And murder mysteries. That's the big thing. <laughs> I really like murder mysteries. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> how that in fits in life, with but... good Christian life, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, what about people? And besides books, has there been any people that stand out as like having made an impact? I mean, besides each other, um, uh-huh. either mentors or speakers or just friends or anyone who's kind of shaped your life, I guess. I have to say his dad made a big impact on my life. I, um, he was in service when, when you know we met in high school, but he was in service and his dad would take me to the airport to see him off and bring me back and so he talked to him a lot. But he was a he was a newspaper man in Chicago back when Dillinger was oh. in the news. <laughs> wow. And he actually wrote that thing about the woman in red. He's the one that came up with that phrase. Hmm. And so, I don't know, I was really impressed with him. Yeah. But, but he, was, he was a very strong Christian, but he always asked questions. And he would ask these questions. <laughs> that are hard to answer. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they, they were impossible some to answer thought. sometimes. But, I mean, he just wanted you to think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, what? do you remember any of the questions? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> You're probably shocked at this. <laughs> but he was talking about uh, reincarnation. Okay. And I thought, how can you be a Christian and believe in reincarnation? You know, I was probably 16 at the time. But... Uh, he was thinking, well, what about Elijah? You know, because yeah. he said John the Baptist was Elijah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so he made me think. He didn't convert me, but he made me think. I don't think he really believed that himself. He was okay. just... But he's just, getting right. your thinking going. Right. <laughs> you got to put on your thinking but cap. He, 
He's the one that the kids would say, what is that? And instead of saying that's a tree, he would say, well, that's an elm tree and it grows this way. And, you know, he'd give them a whole botany lesson. So he was... Okay. He didn't have a doctor's degree, but he got a whole bunch of master's degrees. So he went. <laughs> he, he kept going to school. He went to school all the time. Hmm. In fact, he went to a yoga class. He and your mom, <laughs> and she learned to stand on her head when she was what? Sixty-five. 65. Oh wow! Sixty-five years old. She says, "I learned to stand on my head." <laughs> <You're> wow. Thinking, <laughs> So Come I, on, Mom. So I, I could <laughs> grow up. <laughs> I could still learn how to do that, I guess, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> and I, you know, really, even after we came to Centerville, you know, we met your parents and mm-hmm. and your sister, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, I I was impressed with niece. her because because there's not many people that could meet death like she did, and and. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether you would say overcome or or use it, use it for God's glory, mm-hmm. even though you know it was devastating for her. Yeah, yeah. I talked with um, someone who more recently um, lost their wife to cancer, and it was un- unexpected. It all happened really quick, uh-huh. and um, I I appreciated his perspective. He was on the podcast just a few uh-huh. episodes back, but um, Christopher Thorne. But it was. Like, he wasn't denying the sorrow. Um, uh-huh. I mean, um, it's not just acting happy all the time. Yeah. But then right. again, it's also not letting despair get to you, but uh-huh. still, uh-huh. you know, finding a foundation of hope in it, too, you know. So. There's a song, and we're always finding songs that yeah. fit the thing. <laughs> but it, it says, when you don't understand the purpose of God's plan... In the presence of the king, bow the knee, and that we—that's what we've had to do with Sharon. I mean, you know, it's—it's it's hard to understand why God would take her when there's she's got seven kids and five grandkids, and and you know, but you know, we just this past month met Radford's new wife, and I was kind of dreading that. You know, I mean, I, I knew he needed to marry again. It had been two years, you know, so it was time. But And how he'd feel that we might feel about it. And, right. You know, we're cheering him on. I, but, I don't think he could make it without a wife. He, he needs a wife. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was kind of hard. But she is such a nice woman. And it's kind of amazing because her husband was sick for 10 years and she took care of him and he died within a month of Sharon's death, you know, and so I think that wow. kind of brought them together, and yeah. and it, it's Actually, not that either one of them is going to forget their first right. spouse, but I mean, they knew but each they're other really good together. Second grade. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, in high school, they used to go on the science, uh, I, they weren't together, they were just part of the group, you know, I mean, so they knew each other, but they weren't uh, involved in any way, but, but, I, I guess both of them going through the death of their spouse, you know, that, that kind of brought them together. And yeah. So. Yeah. But I think she's going to be real good for him and for the kids, too. Yeah. She's got six kids. He's got seven. Oh, so. wow. It's a big family. <laughs> They're going to try and get everybody together for Christmas. So yeah. we'll see good how luck that goes. On that, huh? Wow. That's neat. Yes. And they're selling off houses. All the different properties they have, so yeah. 
So is there um, anything that you've learned about life that you didn't know when you were younger that seems pretty important to you? Just anything that comes to mind? I had a friend of mine uh, that said I was his only friend, and um, he was such a good Christian. He was a uh, Methodist, uh, Jim Kennedy, and he actually ended up, uh, he came back to to the area and he became a pastor, but they move him every three years, he said. Mm -hmm. So he came back and got to uh, preach for three years in the church he grew up in, so, but... uh, there was he was good sized person. He was you know yeah square shoulders, you know, solid. But uh, one of these people came up to him one time and smacked him across the face mm-hmm. and he just turned his other cheek. And I thought <laughs> Oh, amazing. if I ever get to that point because hmm. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> but he he really was uh, made a difference in my life yeah so anything that um, like if you were to go back to a younger version of yourself and give yourself some advice about life anything from this perspective of you know that you would want to tell yourself um, just anything that you've learned along the way that would be important I think maybe just to be more purposeful not just to do things yeah. Uh, I'm not just to react to things that happen, but to to plan ahead and. Yeah. Uh, I watch my granddaughter's parenting, and I I always feel like they plan ahead more than I did. It seemed like when I was a young mother, it seemed like so much of the time I was just reacting to what was happening. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so just being more intentional about the direction you want to right, go in and right. be planning. Yeah. And, I think I would. I, I think if I had to do it all over again, I'd talk to the kids more. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe people always feel that way. You yeah. know? Right. But. And the things of uh, rather than just waiting for uh, God to tell me what to do, why maybe I ought to be spending more time searching out where His direction is taking me and kind of preparing a little bit for it. Yeah. It's just. It's just been that way. You know, you just go along through life, and then all of a sudden he says, here's a turn you want to take, and you take that turn, and then you go along for a while, and here's a turn. And you... mm-hmm. we've, we've been very fortunate in, in having godly parents and grandparents, mm-hmm. and uh, you see people that don't have that, you know, and it, life is just harder for them. Right, you know, yeah. So. My grandmother one time told her that, uh, you know, you might understand that's where my father got these questions that he came up with. But my grandfather, my grandmother uh, said that what she liked to do was uh, find out what me and my brothers were thinking and then take the opposite side just to see how we're going to get through that, you know. So if Sounds you like, could explain yourself better. Sounds uh, like your family were was really into discussions and conversations and working through things you know so that's good so um you know as far as far as any meaningful routines that you all enjoy you you mentioned that you're early birds and you like your morning type of things that you told us about anything 
anything else that is a regular part of your lives that um, that you, you enjoy or that's important to you? Well, I, I think our church activities kind of schedule our lives right. you know, yes. because we have a lot of church activities. But uh, and, and the kids are so scattered, our kids are so scattered that phoning becomes very important, you know, to keep up with the kids. But, yeah. And and then once in a while, like once or twice a year, we'll we'll drive and travel and to see them and that's really important to us too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's I think I've always been a morning person because I used to just fall asleep. Boy, they'd have those things, you know, where people used to go to the drive-in tour car load, so they're always wanting to get a whole crowd going. And uh, <laughs> at nine o'clock, he's gone. You know, nine, don't plan anything for after nine. And then you talk about the movie, and I couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, I guess it's a, about time just to kind of wrap up anyway. Uh, oh. We got the lawnmower going. That's <laughs> fine, though. Just anything else that you want to, that's on your mind that you would like to mention before we just kind of sign sign off? Well, Anybody that's listening that isn't totally committed to Christ, they need to get their life straightened out. <laughs> and, and life is such an adventure. I mean, yes. God takes us in such different directions, you know. It, it, it's really, it's been good. <laughs> and going with God is just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He treats us good. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging. And that's how I feel, too, about the Christian life. It's just, there's just some satisfaction there, and it's good. It's not easy, but no. there's a difference between easy and just good God is good life is hard but God is good <laughs> That's right. but can you imagine life without God I mean I can't imagine oh. how hard that would be yeah yeah and facing problems without the Holy Spirit yeah. without yeah I that just boggles the mind I can't understand why people say no I don't need that Okay, well, thanks, Roy and Connie. I appreciate your time and for getting up and meeting with me on this uh, early morning. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for having us.